Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Wednesday. Ooh, you know what that means. Uh, it's a day late. It's probably a good thing considering what's happened in the last sort of 24 hours in the world of pro wrestling. Um, that's, we'll get onto that. What's more important is I've got some very special guests. I'll say the special guests. They're here every week. It's Jay and Faye. Are not special? It? I mean, you are special, but like, well, no, because, well, I don't know. Wow. Like, well, I'm part of def- the fucking fair at this how, point. How do you define special? Like, because <laughs> if something's... I'm, I'm like, I'm like afraid bit of wallpaper in a room that you just don't want to get rid of. Like, you know, I'm gonna like, you tell know, your mum that you said that I'm not special. You know that you know the greatest like si- the greatest cereal of all time is cinnamon toast crunch, right? Is but it? If you, but if you have that for breakfast every day, it's not special, is it? If you have it like on a Saturday, that's special. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd like I'd like to say actually it's Magic Spoon because I want them to sponsor us, so we get. I've, food, I've, food I've, food I've heard like horrendous things about Magic Spoon. So that's, what's that's, Magic Spoon? It's a cereal in America that's basically made of nothing. It's like. No gluten, no anything, it's no great. sugar. It's like it's like it's like it's like the cereal of the vaping. I'm gonna have to have a look at this now, like. It, but it looks so tasty. No, I look so tasty, mate. Come on, play the game. Well, you'll be tasty, but. <laughs> how are we all, by the way? How are you, Faye? How how what's up with you? Um, I am good. I've um, I've this is my first full day back in work so like i've had like two half days because i had to go to the dentist then matthew had to go to the dentist it's not been a fun week um but you know i'm looking forward to the weekend because i'm going to arcane's for matthew's birthday on sunday bonus yeah i've not been to arcane so please please do tell me how, oh how it it's delightful I, got I almost ended up in arcane's with uh andy from pubs before big gay brunch and then we realized that we'd we probably missed like the first like half of the show because we'd be too busy. <laughs> you realised the show had already started by the time you left Baltic Market, and so you probably had to get straight to well, the show. Given that me and Andy both love Tekken, and we'd probably go to play Tekken and then be like, the, the difference is to me, he's good at Tekken. How dare you? Wow! <laughs> How dare you? I mean, I'm not saying you're not good, but he plays in like competitive tournaments. I'm good at Tekken. I can hold me own. <laughs> Is that like how we all thought we were good at Rocket League until Mark came in and scored as well? Worry about it. I need I Mark and Tom to play Rocket League. Tom is very good at Rocket League. Mark's like a witch. He just he oh, flies. Yeah. He doesn't touch the floor. Ma- Mark O'Connor is like a game genie fucking aficionado at Rocket League. He nearly made Aaron rage quick because he was that much better than him. Yeah, it was hilarious. Ah, <laughs> love that. Uh, yeah, so yeah, exciting week lined up. Jay, how are you? Have you recovered from uh, from your Prince escapades? Um, no. I, I I had to I had to go to my induction at my shoot job, um, even though I started it like six months ago because <laughs> the office had been closed. Um, Is it not flooded anymore? It's no longer flooded. Um, That's good. But as you know, because it's a very large building. Um, 
to get to the second floor, you've got to go through eight, like up eight flights of stairs, which is upsetting. Because <laughs> I am situated on the second that floor. That doesn't mathematically work. Well, it's weird because it's like it the the stairs are kind of like half stairs. If that makes sense. Right. Okay. Um, so there's like a little mezzanine between each floor. Pretentious. So, I mean, at least there's at least there's a very nice steak restaurant in the same building, which is you know. I don't know if that's there anymore. Oh, um, do you mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, I don't want to give away where you work. You know, that is there. I, I could, to be honest, the worst thing yesterday when I got out was I was walking down um, down the road, which I won't say, and it was windy, and a specific uh, Korean takeaway place was just oh. wafting towards me. And oh, like, I need to go there. I still haven't been. You never been? I, I don't. No. I'd already like planned like my lunch and made had it ready like at home for when I got back. I was just smelling it like, God damn! <laughs> I might go there on Friday. God damn you! I mean, I yeah. could go there whenever because I live. I literally live in town. So. You could. Um, if you walk down that road on a windy day, I mean, that fucking smell travels. <laughs> I, was, I, I was literally like, you know, in Tom and Jerry when you put like the cake on the windowsill. I was literally like that, like just like. What is that smell? Um, yeah. And I walked past okay. it, and there was like loads of people outside. Like, Damn it! Um, but yeah, awesome. Uh, right, just to, that, just, just to uh, to sort of lay the stall out for this episode, we're not. We all went to Big Gay Brunch um, on Friday. Uh, just gone. We're not going to talk about it today, not because we didn't enjoy it. We all had a lovely time, um, but we have a special guest coming on next week's podcast to talk about it, who was also there. So we're going to sort of park that and we're going to talk about it in depth and give it the time it deserves. Because we've also got a shitload of other things to talk about, um, which we... It's been we a quiet week. It's been a quiet week in wrestling, a quiet day in wrestling. Like Nothing's happened in the last like three and a half hours. Um, it's currently, just the idea, it's currently eight o'clock on Wednesday night. We are we are racing to get this recorded, edited and uploaded before this tonight's Dynamite comes on. Um, and yeah, so should we start with news? Because it's been a bit, it's been a big yes. news day, hasn't it? Um yeah. So, so yeah, earlier today we knew it was coming. We all knew it was happening, but um, just a, a, a random tweet just went out on Twitter from TNT, the TV channel, and said that so um, it wasn't a random tweet. Oh no, I know they were having they were having like a thing, weren't they? But it wasn't like it wasn't well, like on it wasn't like on the show. It wasn't like on Dynamite. It wasn't like during the. It wasn't a big announcement. So well, it, it, to be fair. Um, on Dynamite, Tony did say there's going to be a big announcement happening on Wednesday, and we're going to like basically have more to talk about off the back of this announcement. Um, so essentially, like this time of the year is when a lot of like TV networks and entertainment and media companies kind of do the the sort of like end of financial year review and then talk about what they've got coming up in the new financial year. Um, and today was Warner Brothers one, um, which is where the big announcement came. Um, and I, I, th- I think it's safe to say we're all excited about this. Nick Houseman was covering it. Um, do you, you want to go back into a tasty? Yeah, so I've got the I've got the actual like up. press release up. Uh, so I read. I'm not going to read it all because it's fucking massive. Ready um, boy. It's a big boy. Um, so it says TNT launches second night of wrestling with AEW Collision. Wait, did this on Rampage? Oh, so it's a TNT, isn't it? It's just, so it's going to be Rampage in this. So it's like a double. It's weird that it's like T- TBS on Wednesday and then like Friday, Saturday on TNT. But yeah, hey. Um, 
So TNT launches second night of wrestling with AEW Collision, featuring this is interesting, featuring headliners Thunder Rosa, Miro, Samoa Joe, Powerhouse Hobbs, and Andrade El Idolo. Yeah. So it's basically all the people who've been bitching about their position in the company for the last like six months, plus Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. Uh, and that's going to kick off on Saturday the 17th of June. Uh, it's rumoured, and I think it's not been confirmed, but it's heavily rumoured and almost pretty much all confirmed to be taking place in Chicago, the first episode. Wonder why. Uh, they, they, haven't, they haven't officially announced anything, but they've said that one of the first episodes will be in the United Center. Um, it's weird because obviously like the second episode is technically the go-home episode before Forbidden Door. Um, And obviously that's where Forbidden Door was last year. So you'd think, why wouldn't, why wouldn't they have done Forbidden Door there again this year if they were going to do something like that? Um, It wouldn't surprise me if it was the first episode. Um, that's Phil's home address. He said to Okada on Twitter. Yes. Um, yeah. Just lives there. Doesn't live anywhere else. Just like eating the ice cream bars in the rafters and muffins. Um, what one other thing that came out through this as well is that um, that starting I think it was the 9th of June. Um, AW All Access is going to be on HBO Max, which doesn't affect us at all, but obviously no. it affects Americans. Um, there's also been nothing's been kind of confirmed on this, but there's also been a lot of kind of heavy speculation that All In's going to air on HBO Max, and that's going to be what Tony's announcement tonight could pertain to. Yeah. Um. As well, which would be cool if the if they I don't know how it'd work for us over here, but because we don't have HBO Max, we're going to watch it with our eyes, mate. We'll be right there in the room. It's fine. No, no, but watching it back. And people who can't go there. Just remember um, it. It'd be fine. Just remember it. Feel you'd have phone. to put it on fight, wouldn't you, anyway? Yeah, it'd be on fight, I'd the, imagine, yeah. That's what the um, like the European deal is. Well, that's that's some of the European deal, but whether it's ITV or there's like different things for HBO Max properties. Remember when AEW was on ITV box office for like three weeks, then ITV box office just ceased to exist. I think it yeah. still is, isn't it? It's on ITV4. Yeah, no, it's ITVX, isn't it? They, like they, the they, used to, they used to have a pay per view service called ITV Box Office, and like after like two pay per view, I think I think I bought the first AW pay per view on on Box Office through my Skybox. I feel like it died like not that long after. Yeah, it was like one or two pay per views, and then it just stopped existing. And it was like, all right, now it's just on fight then, I guess. Because they an- they announced um, the AEW deal with the announcement of ITV Box Office, didn't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it just didn't it's, take off at all. Um, it, 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 it's ironic, isn't it, that like ITV box office and the XFL both came back at the same time when yeah. the original XFL and the ITV sports channel both died a death. Yeah, and both died again. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, XFL, Dwayne's bought now. Well, the, yeah, the, 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 crucially, The Rock only bought one of them, so, you know. P- people like the XFL better when Dwaynees there and not like... It's the bad now, it's, it's, they've been playing, you know, they're in the first season. Yeah, yeah. They had Dwayne on the fucking first uh, game, didn't they? One of the games drew like 45,000 fans or something. Like, after a couple of weeks, it was mad. Um, Yeah, That's, there you go. A uh, bit more info on uh, Collision. Uh, interesting story um, via uh, Jimmy Traina of Sports Illustrated. And I think it was also confirmed by 
Brandon Thurston as well, maybe. Um, apparently, the first draft of the AEW press release regarding the show, what I just read out to you, also included CM Punk's name, but that was removed. Yeah, uh, yeah Fightful been... put out about oh. that just before as well. I was about to say, it's just come on Fightful, hasn't it? As well. Yeah, literally about an hour ago. Um, so, yeah, um, basically they, there was talk uh, up until this morning that CM Punk was on the press release um, and Punk himself had been quite vocal to Tony Khan about not wanting to be announced ahead of time for the brand. Um, also, interestingly, he's been very vocal in recent weeks about bringing back do- human dog, a steel. Yeah, like, what the hell? No, absolutely not. I mean... Who's he going to bite if Kenny's not there? If they get him a muzzle, I suppose it's, it's not <laughs> too bad, is it? But... Can it's he, one of them, can, like can they wheel it like, like a really... on like a gurney on like a yeah. <laughs> it, I, I have him like Garland Green from Conair, just <laughs> just get him wheeled around, and a punk can be like his prison guard. Um, but yeah, it it's it's so odd, isn't it? Because like Ace Steel's like a really good mind for the business, but then also possibly has rabies, <laughs> like um, a literal, literal wolfman. His actual <laughs> like a dog in human skin. <laughs> uh, maybe that's Larry, like when he's not a dog. Maybe that's what Ace Steel is. So interestingly, then, so based on this CM Punk story coming out about like him being removed from the press release, presumably at his own request. Uh, so apparently, Connor Casey from ComicBook.com reached out to Warner Brothers to ask about this, and received the following statement from Warner Brothers: "Quote: CM Punk is not affiliated with TNT AEW Collision." Yeah. So I think- put that in their thing as well, saying that, that was part of um a statement they put out today as well. So do you think do you think this is TNT like wanting to work the marks of it? Like, you know I, I feel like they're probably trying to get like for Punk's return pop what they got for his yeah. other return pop. Do you think they um, want that sort of, is... do you think they want that sort of willy won't he that they had at the start of um at that rampage episode, that same sort of like, you know, suspense and sort of yeah. yeah. So that was pretty cool, yeah. wasn't it? I, I think as well, like the the whole kind of the thing the thing with punk, like love more hate him. He's one of those people. The first like second of cult of personality, you're gonna lose your fucking mind and jump out your seat just instinctually. Just like I did last time, even though I said I didn't care, I still stayed. I still woke up at three in the morning to watch it because I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah. It, it's it's like it's like when Austin was heel and the glass hit. And people would still go, yeah. Oh, wait, we don't like that guy anymore. <laughs> um, it, he's always he's always, he's a polarizing figure, but he's always going to get a good pop. Yeah. Um, if they can, if they can kind of this time sort of temper people's expectations so they don't know for definite he's going to turn up, and then he just turns up, it'll be a big surprise pop, won't it? So yeah. So also speaking of of the new show, got some tentative information about rosters and sort of who's going to be where. We obviously we just had a, a slew of names who are going to be on Collision. However, um, it's also re- reported. Well, this is a really bad article. It says as previously reported, there's expected to be a roster split. So nothing confirmed. Um, but obviously CM Punk's going to be on Collision if and when he comes back. Um, uh, with Hanger, Moxley, and the Elite going to stay on Dynamite. Uh, it's going to be something of a hard split as well, so these people aren't going to be crossing over for the most part. Yeah, yeah. Fightful have like a paragraph on that in the thing that they put out, literally, like literally just before the announcement. They put they put this out, which makes me think Will Washington like 
sent Sean Ross up a text and he frantically, <laughs> frantically put an article together. Will and the DMs, <laughs> just like, yo, here's the rosters. Yeah, I, lo- um, I, I love that we're Washington's AEW now. It just, it just make, it makes me so happy. Such a fucking good man for everything. Like, he's like an encyclopedia. The guy is just so imagine walking bad. in your first day and Tony going, yeah, well, there's collision. CM Punk, sort it out. Off you go. Yeah, fix <laughs> it. <laughs> also, I steal wants to come back, but tell him no, all right, but do it gently. <laughs> Throw him a bone somewhere else. Or, might, you know, might, might bite you. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so the plan is, um, also, somewhere sap on five. Send them to get punks on muffins and change the locks. Um, also, sure, myself on Fightful said never came back. <laughs> just, yeah, just wasn't let back in. Um, <laughs> got any Kenny? Got any Kenny Omega flavored ones? Like, um, <laughs> have, you, um, have you got any Canadian sort of flavors like maple syrup or Kenny Omega? <laughs> also, sure, myself on Fightful reported that apparently Collision will quote see a big cash infusion for AW. Obviously, it's, a new, it's another show. It's a two-hour time slot. You know, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, as of last week, belief is that there's a soft roster split for Collision and Dynamite. However, they're told that t- there is expected to be a hard. Many, yeah, they were told that talent is expected to be a hard brand split, uh, with the exception of champions. So champions are going to be able to cross over. And it also says on that some rare ex- yeah, exceptions. Yeah, a few extra, ex- ex- uh, few extra exceptions. Which I mean, you'd you'd assume that's people who are happy to kind of just cross over wherever. Nothing's mentioned about how the roster's going to be split, whether there's going to be a draft or some other sort of procedure. No, no draft. No draft. I wouldn't mind a draft. No, but what if eventually, like, they just, like, sort of move past everything and then they're like, okay, it's fine now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's that's what Will Washington's whole job is. A draft feels a bit too WWE, doesn't it? It feels a bit too yeah. specific. Like, I don't think I'd want that. I'd... I'd but I don't know, because it's just like a, a sports thing, isn't it? It's like the NFL draft, the NBA draft. They do it every year. Um, I know Tony Khan, he actually owns an NFL team, so he does know how to do a draft, doesn't he? So. Yeah. <laughs> um, he does, doesn't know how to do a transfer window for Fulham, though. That, that doesn't usually go too well. Yeah, he did, um, all right. did all right this year. Did all right this year, yeah. Well, previous um, years. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, so if they did do a draft, there aren't any... Like authority figures on either show that could like be there to be drafting. What they could do is uh, so when WWE did it, when um, they did the Fox announcements, so they had like a room full of Fox execs and a room full of uh, USA execs. Yeah, but that was a lame shit they wanted, so you know. I thought it was quite fun. Um, but what what they could do is basically have like a representative of TBS and a representative of TNT. Obviously, they're the same kind of pair, pair and company. But can they both just be like, Jerry Lynn, but with different hair? Gonna be like the Hunger Games. Can it be? Can it be Christopher Daniels, but with like just, just like one half of his head, like sort of <laughs> just wearing like, an eye patch on a different shirt for each company. <laughs> yeah, maybe what, Dustin what, Rhodes, but he has it like painted either side. <laughs> one, he one face. Stands. Yeah, he's got like the dynamite colors on one side, and like he's got the collision colors on the other side of his face paint. And then he what stands the camera angle. Was, like... um, he just turns around like that really racist Rowdy Roddy Piper promo from years ago. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> what, what was interesting as well was um, they didn't have the TNT champion on the poster. No. But um, on the um, Wait, on the kind is, of like... Is, that... It is Wardlow, right? It is Wardlow, yeah. I, 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 fuck, I fucking forget. It's, like, it's, it's hard to keep track of. Well, Hobbs was on the poster. So they did so have the. Oh no, wait, 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 he lost it like two weeks ago, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um, when they made the poster, he was probably the champion. 
he didn't have the belt on the poster. Um, you were like, when, he, when he made the poster, like, do you want me the belt? Like, mm, probably best not, miss, just in case. <laughs> um, but w- one thing that was noted was on the uh, it was called the Warner Brothers Discovery. What was it called? I've just lost the bloody link now. Um, doesn't matter. Anyway. But when they like did like the sort of thing where they were showing all the different channels, Jade Cargo was the the face that they used for TN- uh, TBS. The which face is nice. I mean, it is that bit true. So you know. She is the TBS champion still. Yeah, the face mm-hmm. that runs the place. Um, so I don't move on from AE Dub News because I think that's pretty much. Well, yeah. should should we talk about the other AE Dub News? Well, you've got more AE Dub News. That the, the the game is imminent. Oh, the game! Yeah. Oh, okay. Is yeah. it though? Well, yeah, it is. It's it's more uh, imminent. It's more it's more imminent than it has been. So, a few things. First of all, obviously, um, you were able to pre install it for a little while yesterday which it, it has been taken down because those bloody data mines got miners got hands on it um, and now the, game, the game's been data mined to shit um, but not leaked oddly just a few like images have been leaked um, so normally that doesn't happen unless the game is like Ready usually about six, six weeks to two months out they'll start doing stuff like that Um. So that would indicate a window. Um, also, Fightful did put something up about this, saying that they were told to expect a announcement soon and that the, the current kind of working time is sometime after Forbidden Door, like shortly after. Um, very, very briefly, a couple of... Um, retailers did have the 29th of June listed as the release date and oh. immediately took them down like within like five minutes of putting them up they had to take them down which would indicate that's probably the date um, but yeah a lot. oh and also the achievement list got leaked yes. as well I'm just going to ignore all all leaks and spoilers yeah I mean I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for it the 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 main the only real image that's come out, um, there's a guy called what the what the status, who datamines the WWE games to do like a lot of like content and stuff like that, and he literally like put you put something up and deleted it like straight away, and then put like a gif of Britt Baker up saying I didn't see anything uh, THQ, and just put hashtag AW fight forever, um, but it, before that he basically had all the files so he's he's probably going to be working on like day one content for the their community creation stuff you'd assume um and the the other thing that come out today um was a picture of cm punk's character model making his entrance yes yeah i did see that which looked fantastic like it's still the okay, the same sort of like cartoony stuff from the trailer um i really like that art style it reminds me of like wwe all-stars and no mercy don't you talk about wwe all-stars Oof. All Stars is like the goat. It, uh, not as like a wrestling game, just as like a fun wrestling adjacent game. Just a thing. I still check sex every time I go in for it just to see if they got it. I've, I've still got my copy on PS3. I just well, don't think we'll, I, just, I just don't think I've got any console that'll play it anymore. Certainly. I've still got I my PS3 got and my, my copy PS3. on PS3. I'll, I'll bring at the brewery next time you're doing a game stay tasty oh sweet that'd be awesome 
I'm actually, yeah, if you, yeah, at the end of the month, if you're out, um, I'm going to set a tally up and stuff. So, yeah. What date? Um, it's the 20 something. I only announced on, on the socials, yeah. 27. Not the 24. Oh, good. 28. I think like, I want to go to Infamous and then we can do that another day. Oh, yeah, no, 27th. Um, anyway, yeah. um, keep your eye on top of socials for that this week when I'm going to be posting about it. Um, <laughs> right, so that's AW finally done. Um, speaking of AW getting a fat cash injection, someone else who's getting a fat cash injection is Pat McAfee. Yeah, I saw that. Fuck me. Homeboy's getting paid. He's, he's <laughs> getting that Disney money. Yeah, he's uh, he signed a $10 million per year deal with ESPN. So this is insane because, like, he initially would I can't remember it was originally with he was getting four million adult like a year off of them. So the fact that he's just been said he just said, We'll buy you out and then we'll give you this on top. Like So he, Pat, he's all, he's also in the second year of a four year one hundred and twenty million dollar contract with Fanjo. That's crazy. Maybe, money. maybe that's what I thought it was the four when I said four million. Maybe it was four years. Um but yeah. Good on Pat. He deserves the best things. He's such a fucking cool guy. I mean, what, I what, love what, Pat what, so much. What kind of sucks here, though, um, is Disney are in the process of laying off 7,000 people. Wonder so why. they can have just one Pat McAfee. It's like, I'm sorry, Bill. I know you've worked here for 20 years. I know you like made Pocahontas, but Pat McAfee does need a third bathroom. I mean, if he, so. if he made Pocahontas, you know, he fucking deserves to be sacked. <laughs> Like you've you probably picked the worst thing for a fucking example here, Tasty. Actually no, you, you could you could have picked Song for the South, I suppose. Yeah. Um, I think I know, know. I know I know you created Goof Troop, but you know, we don't need that anymore. We do need Pat McAfee, so you know. Disney one hundred percent does not like to acknowledge Song of the South in any way, shape or form these no. days, so it's fine. Um, <laughs> they were like we were gonna give you a goofy movie too, but then Pat McAfee became available, so I've got him <laughs> instead. If you're waiting for a Inside Out 2, don't hold your breath. You Pat, Pat McAfee reacting like loudly to NFL results. That's all you're going to get now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, good on Pat. Good. I mean, good on Pat. Fair play to him. You know, man's, man's making bank. He's doing he's doing the work, isn't he? So. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I say, it, it's somewhat awesome it's happening to as well. It's like, Got, so you, got you, you, you might not you might not see him on WWE anytime soon, is all I'm saying. Oh. He's rolling he's rolling with the mouse now. That's uh Yeah. Well big business. I mean big business. They own Fox and he was a commentator on SmackDown, which is on Fox. So there there's every possibility. Mouse business. Um, it's just the mouse house always wins. Um <laughs> Yeah, any other WWE news? Um, we've got loads. It's not a... uh, oh, Seth do Rollins. To... Do you want to talk about Seth Rollins? Go on, Faye. Talk to us about Seth Rollins. <laughs> he's in him. He's been captured on set on um, Captain America. When you say captured um, on set, not like in a net or something. Like, I, mean, he's been I don't know. Maybe he was. <laughs> like... I mean, they, just, yeah. they, just put, they just put a really gaudy jacket under a cage, and when he went to try it on, they just yeah. dropped the cage on him. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, may, he may have been in character. He may not have been. Who's to know? This it is what like I said to Nat normal. today because I was like, I I had to take like a couple of minutes to sit there and think, is that a costume or is that just one of his outfits? Um, like So apparently he is going to be playing the character Serpent, I think it was. 
that I saw. Yeah. Um, who is a character who has an outfit made out of snakes, if I remember rightly. I mean, that's um, like part of his alley, okay. doesn't it, really? A hundred percent. I was talking to Troy about it yesterday because he sent me the picture. Like, I I thought it looked more like um, he was going to be Gravitron, who is um, quite a quite like a important body for the Thunderbolts. And obviously it would tie in nicely with the Thunderbolts, but no. Mm. Probably probably just a minion. Well, not a minion, uh, what's the word? Um, henchman, that's the one. Um, yeah, this, this is a... This is cool to see Seth um, in the MCU. There was talk as well of um, Becky Lynch was meant to be, obviously, joining the MCU at some point. Uh, as Damien Priest was someone who, as well... Um, was approached he very good or in the DC universe for me. He he was approached for um a role in Quantumania. And I don't know, I can't remember why exactly he didn't get it in the end. I don't know if it was like scheduling conflict or something. Um but yeah, the, it's it's cool to see wrestlers getting stuff like this because obviously they they are playing a character week and week week out. People forget sometimes like some of them could be very good actors. Oh yeah. Look at Dave Batista. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah, I'd say if you want more WWE Hollywood rumors, um, there's a lot of talk on the Twitter that on the Twitter this. God, I hate that word. Um, that Roman Reigns might be headed to Hollywood and might be taking a light, an even lighter WWE schedule in the coming months. Yes. Where would you put him in Hollywood? I mean, he's already been in um, a Fast and Furious film, hasn't he? He's already, yeah, he's already in the, the Hobbs and Shaw verse. Oh, is he? Yeah. It's yeah, funny that, yeah. that he played The Rock's cousin in a film. Yeah, uh... and had no lines. No, he didn't. <laughs> Which is mad, because, like, Roman, like, love him or hate him as a character. The guy's fantastic, like, isn't he? Oh, he's such a good fucking actor. Like, he did. Do you think we did, could replace him with him, replace Jason Momoa, Roman Reigns, and anyone notice? I think they're probably going to try and replace Vin Diesel with Roman Reigns the way the Fast and Furious films are going. <laughs> that way, him and, the Rock, him and the Rock will be on screen at the same time. Like, don't worry about it. Um, yeah, slightly, slightly WWE adjacent news. Uh, a name has been copyrighted, trademarked, whatever you want to call it. Um, for the. Um, merged company of WWE and UFC. I was just about to go into that, yeah. I, I was getting it up while you were talking about Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> ready for it. I got distracted um, by Hobson Shaw, as I always do. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be TKO Group Holdings. Yes. Um, and they'll be trading on the New York Stock Exchange as TKO. Mm-hmm. Uh, no word yet if there's going to be any kind of like crossover events. Um, But, yeah. Does that mean no blood now because they're trading again? Um, I mean, UFC stars blood because it's shoot. Mm. And Brock Lesnar shoot, like, opened his face up a backlash. I think so. he did that just to, like, assuage Cody. But Brock so, just so, does it so when he feels like... Brock, that's that's just uh, just Brock in general. He just, every now and again, will open if his it, face up. On, on a completely unrelated note... Um... A podcast. I was brought with the attention of a podcast uh, my friend listens to called uh, Behind the Bastards. On where you know where you get your only good favorite podcast, where you get your your untapped wrestling podcast, maybe 
have a look to that as well. Um, it's it's uh, basically focused on the worst people throughout history, and they've just started this week a six part series on Vince McMahon. I I saw that because you sent me it. I cannot wait to air. Uh... It's very good. So the first episode doesn't really talk about Vince. It talks more about like the sort of formation of the NWA and the, the early days of wrestling, and then it goes. It finishes with like a half hour, really depressing run through oh. of the Von Erich family. Oh boy. Yeah, um, so that was that was that was a... to dad in the office. Yeah, that was. I fun. can't listen to this podcast anymore because I'm on it. I used to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I used to listen to the news. Right, tasty. We're going to have to say off, so we got our viewership back up. <laughs> Bump the numbers up. Yeah. Uh, also, I don't, know, I, don't, I don't know. Who, I don't know who hosts it. I don't know the guy's name, but he sounds a little bit like Dalton Castle, which I really like. So, oh, great! I love that. Yeah, big fan of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to hear, if you want to learn about all about George Hackenschmidt and um, <laughs> Fritz von Erich and his cursed family, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's a it's a real good one. And they're, the, they're the dark side of the ring episode on that is fascinating. It's hard. It's a hard watch, but it's fascinating. Mm. Um, uh, another um, another sort of WWE thing quickly as well. Um, is that uh, apparently Imperium are getting a new member? <laughs> And that yeah. is going to be Ilya Dragunov, friend of the podcast. Um, How funny would it be if it was one of the Von Erics after all that? <laughs> well, the, it's Marshall um, Von Eric, everybody. In this well, no. Marshall, and, Marshall and Ross Von Eric, uh, their contracts with MLW have just expired today. <laughs> oh, hey, oh, wow. here we go. This is synergy, baby. While of being topical. I mean, this um, reminder that Fritz, Fritz von Erich used to dress as an actual Nazi, like with swastikas on his gear. Oh my god! It. Um, yeah. So, they, they, these guys seem like they're quite. Um, they they've been getting quite a lot of like stuff right very recently, very quickly. Uh, Boozer Wrestling, who are now going by Better Wrestling Experience. Uh, They've said they, that. They, they, that, was the, that was the account that had the Roman story about him having a light schedule. Yeah. Light, so. Um, so. They've also said that uh, Ilya Dragunov set to join Imperium and that after Night of Champions, DIY are getting a renewed push, um, which I'm sure... Into the bin, because like, they're a tag team. Well, no, as a tag team, because it's Triple H. But you have to have other tag teams to push tag teams. You can't just push a tag they, team in a vacuum. They've got... They've got plenty of tag teams now. They've got one, and they're feuding with the other only one. So no, no, they've got they've got Imperium, they've got Judgment Day, they've got Street Profits. Pretty deadly, yes, boy. Fine, right, do it this time then. Fucking do it properly, dickheads. Hey, you, <laughs> Tasty, we might be getting Steena Rico versus DIY. Chill your bean. I'm not going to watch it though, am I? Because fuck WWE. That's that's true. <laughs> Very true. Uh, sorry, uh, sorry. Well, uh, I mean, <laughs> Sarah, Sarah might watch it, so then I might, I might hear it in the background while I'm. Like, might, you might see it. Yeah, you might see it at I mean, the corner. You can't see this. Is, this isn't a video podcast, but I'm I'm wearing my DIY t-shirt today. Um, that, that's why I brought it up. Yeah, <laughs> never tell you the story about this t-shirt. Uh, I wore this um, just before lockdown. We went to New York and DC, and I wore this to, when we went on our tour of the Capitol Building. Yeah, we were invited. I didn't Chris Jericho it. Um, yeah. And so we booked in for a tour, and like we done, did the tour. The tour was great. If you're ever in DC, you can't tour the White House if you're in the UK because the 
UK Council will take you around because they're too busy. Um, but you can go to the Capitol building and view that. And it's great. You go to the rotunda, you see all the big paintings. You go to the basement, you see all the offices, you see the speaker's office. It's really cool. If you're politics not like me, it's really interesting. After the tour, I was just hanging around. There's a gift shop, of course, there's a gift shop. Um, and this, like, old-ass woman, like, really, like, raw, raw American woman came up to me. I actually saw the back, on the back of my T-shirt it says, no one's going to, no one will do it for you. It's the DIY motto. And she was like, oh, yeah, no one will do it for you. I like that. And I was like, oh, no, you must think I'm some, like, fucking raging, like, Reagan supporter. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I was just like, well, yeah. And she's like, one, you don't know I'm English. Two, you definitely don't know I'm from Liverpool and I'm therefore a raging socialist. <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm th- I'm like fucking thirty three. Like I don't Reagan died before I was born, so, so you know I have no affinity to Ronald Reagan. Um, but anyway, um, yeah, that that just upset me. And every time I put this teacher on, I think about that, and it it makes me sad. Um, <laughs> you need to um, assign new memories to that T-shirt for sure. Yeah, I need to wear it for like an indie show when like, something cool happens. Um, yeah, any more news before we wrap it up and move on to some wrestling talk? Um, there's some stuff about Steve Macklin. Do you want to hear about Steve Macklin? Yeah, go on. Um, so he knew a month before he won the Impact title that he was going to win it, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think we all did. He he was probably going to be the guy to take the belt off Josh Alexander before he got hurt, anyway. Yeah, so they've been like slow building the shit out of Steve Macklin. Very good wrestler. Yeah. Um, um, Liv Morgan's injured. Oh, she what? Is. That's bad. Um, she was scheduled for a wireless meet and greet on Monday. Was replaced by a oh, Dolph Ziggler. What? W- a cricket wireless oh, meet I thought, and greet. I thought, I thought on I meant a wireless meet and greet, as in like, yeah. just, like over Zoom it's or something. Hologram. Like, hang it, yeah. on. Is it 2020 again? What the fuck's going on? <laughs> uh, they do, the, do those um, meet and greet and phone jobs, don't they? That's it, yeah. Um, Told Fightful that it was because Morgan was injured in a tag team title defense alongside Raquel Rodriguez against Damage Control. We haven't heard the severity of the injury where the spot happened. However, Liv Morgan was slated to team with Raquel on Monday's Raw to defend the tag team titles against Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. We're told that matches set to change. We haven't learned as to what will become of the women's tag team titles. And the match has not been promoted on social media either. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they'll just forget about the tag team titles again like they did last time. Sounds about right. I mean, yeah. They they brought they brought Ronda and Shayna back on Raw, so I imagine they're probably going to get the belts and do nothing with them. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and um, Bray Wyatt is still listed as with WWE. He's just not on the roster list due to his um, health problems he's having at the minute. Yeah, it's, it's very vague. Obviously, with Bray, he's got like a history of like mental health problems and also, all the health problems, so you just kind of hope he's all right. And the, the um, backlash to his match was pretty severe. Yeah. So you'd like to think maybe, hopefully, he's you can like. I just hope, I just want him to be in a good. I, I, I just want him to have a nice time. I just want him to be in a good storyline mm-hmm. and like have nice matches and not have to do fucking Mountain Dew, blackout, <laughs> fucking Bo Dallas botching off a fucking ramp match. I, I mean, um, the one one thing of note with Bray. Is that he got assigned a new, like a new writer, a couple of weeks back? So that would indicate that they're obviously working towards some kind of return. They just hopefully they shot the guy who wrote the last story. Bray brought him out back like old. It was, it, it was Bray, mate. I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure. No, I'm pretty sure Bray didn't go up to Hunter or Vince or whoever the fuck's running the company now and say, "Can I please do a Mountain Dew blackout match, please?" 
Oh no, that that was like just WWE doing the whole thing of trying to like add advertisements to matches where they don't need advertisements. Yeah, so like, I, I actually like as, the, the Ray and Dominic cinnamon toast crunch, crunch grudge match from WrestleMania. Here is here is a grudge match between a father and a son, and also here's the cinemoji having a little dance. Look at look at him go, isn't he cute? <laughs> I mean, are you excited for um the Castlemaine 4X um grudge match that we're gonna get on? <laughs> the 2nd of September, because apparently um, WWE have got a major major event, uh, like a pay-per-view in an international location thought to be Australia happening on that date. What, Bronson Reed versus Grayson Wallace, sponsored by, by Victoria Bitter? <laughs> hey, if, like, that's the thing, though. Else, like, they've got Rhea, I suppose, haven't they? Like, Rhea, watch main watch, event, watch them cool. play Knifey Spoonie in the ring for 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Avria I feel like Ripley, that was specifically for Joe. <laughs> Avria Ripley do her old entrance, but with that massive kick and boot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, the boot from The Simpsons? <laughs> the boot, yeah. <laughs> like an old entrance where she did the stomp. Um, yeah, I, I do think that is all the news. Yeah, I've got one or two more things. Um, okay. One, I want to end on something like a bit bit weird. Um, um, but first of all, Ricky Starks has uh, trademarked his name. Good for him. Yeah, that's always nice to see. And finally, I want uh, just to read this off because it was just it's a it's a Gene Snitsky article, and we don't we don't think enough about Gene Snitsky. I don't think I don't think he's in the public consciousness enough. Um, so the headline is Snitsky says Vince McMahon was quote hands on with his WWE storyline recalls punting baby. <laughs> Gene Snitsky recently returned to wrestling and looked yeah, he incredible. Was, he was in MLW, wasn't he? He was in the MLW Battle Riot, which is like MLW's version of the Rumble, but it's like the Rumble on like all of the fucking Lucha Underground-inspired drugs that you can find. Because I'm still totally stuck on Punter Baby. I'm going to be honest. Like you know, you, you, that, 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 that entire sentence sounded like a fever dream. Have you never seen it, this? It, it wasn't his fault. No? What? <laughs> I, I thought that would have got a bigger pop from you there, Tasty. <laughs> <laughs> so right, so basically, apparently, before before the baby punt, I occurred. So he punted a fake baby into the crowd, basically. I vaguely recall this. Basically, WWE did a storyline in two thousand and four. I think it was. Um, it's when Kane got Lita pregnant. Yeah, Kane basically won a match to be allowed to impregnate Lita because you know, wrestling. Um, and then when then after a while they went from hating each other to liking each other. Bit of Stockholm Syndrome. Snitsky hit Kane with a chair and Kane fell on a pregnant Lisa and she had a miscarriage. And then shortly after that, Snitsky wrote Kane off telly for a bit so he could deal with injuries and then did this promo where he booted a, f- a fake baby into a crowd, which is like become a meme. So do you, want, so do you want ridiculous. do you want to hear what went down on the day of the of the baby punt? So apparently yes, Vince comes, I do. Vince comes up to him backstage and this is quote. Vince says, Hey, we're gonna do this. You know, whatever you do, don't fuck this up. And then he said, Listen, Mr. McMahon, I was gonna be a punter in high school. This is gonna be amazing, trust me. And he said the funniest thing about that was the little fake baby sounds and I walked out with the baby doll. I'm thinking to myself, this is freaking great. Like I'm trying not to laugh while I'm doing this gift because it's so ridiculous. And I'm like, this is awesome. So I get in there and you know, I do the whole deal with the baby and punted it. It's crazy. Looking back on it, I didn't think anything of it. It was just another day at the office. But you know, it's kind of grown a life of its own. 19 years later, we're still talking about it. Yeah. 
And he's, we should he's stop somehow, talking about him. He's somehow in like better shape now than he was then. It's like looks like it fucking shredded when he came out at MLW. Yeah, so yeah, there you which go. has now just been added to fight, by the way, in MLW Fusion. Well, fight plus. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I have to check that out. Sweet. Uh, right then, yeah, should we go and talk about some AEW wrestling? Yes, Let's. please. Because uh, there's a lot to talk about. Trying, we'll, I don't think. We'll, I, I think we'll just have to like sort of pick through it and sort of pick up bits. I think we should skim AEW because we've got we've got some other stuff to talk about. Yeah. So I mean, let's just do the matches, shall we? So Claudia Ree Phoenix, um, double Jeopardy match. This was very yeah, good. Banger. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked the the very end. Um, Claudia basically picked him up for the recall of him, like off the floor, and then like just dropped him. Was, oh, that was, was dirty, wasn't it? Yeah. It was brutal. It was it, it was, was really good fun. It was almost as upsetting as the one Claudio did on Robbie Eagles the other week. Well, that was that was a crime. Where he like kept his, <laughs> he kept them straight jacketed all the way down. It was like, what do you do, Claudio? You leave it. Yeah, we got um, a we got, we got a match announced for Double or Nothing. We did. Uh, which was going to be Triple J versus uh, FTR with Mark Briscoe as special guest referee. Oh, and this broke my heart because like. They they accidentally attacked Mark. Yeah, FTR got blinded and accidentally like piled over Mark. Because that that would be my instinct if I got tequila like spat into my eyes. I'd instantly go to pile drive <laughs> just, or somebody. Pile drive someone now. It's like it's the only way. So someone knocks into me. I'm like that son of a bitch. It's the best driver. way to get tequila out of your eyes. <laughs> I'm gonna take you to Sava, throw tequila in your face, and watch you pile drive one of the bouncers. It'd be great. Um, yeah. You know, if they if they've got no salt and lime, I'll just pile driver someone instead. It's fine. <laughs> On the bar, uh, then <laughs> we, we also had. Oh, sorry. So after the first match, we had a surprise Miro appeared. We did. I popped like a motherfucker with that. Oh my god! I know. He went. He went straight into Uncle Tony's office for some of that good good. Or Pappy Tony, as in Thunder called him, which was weird. Yeah, Thunder we did also. also yeah. I like, I like the idea that no one ever comes out of Tony's office. It's just loads of rest just sat in there, like talking over each other. <laughs> it's just him with a mountain of cocaine, like Scarface, in, in on his desk, like. And he, and he never shares. Yeah, no, of course not. <laughs> I don't know. That was the most composed I've ever seen Tony Khan on, like any kind of AW thing ever. He, he, Maybe, he was doing he, he was doing a live bit of camera, and he didn't look like a panicked muppet. So you know, it was. He looked really calm and really relaxed, maybe. He, maybe he's just being scared. I always get the feeling like he's about three seconds away from like, throwing his hands up there like a Muppet and like waving them around and then just running <laughs> off like the side of the like screen. Yeah. He, he, he does have big scooter from the Muppets energy. Yeah. <laughs> just him and Juice Robinson. I need them on the Muppets, please. Yes. I mean, Juice, Juice Robinson is a Muppet. He, like, he is. He's that like big one with the, you know, with the big shaggy ones. Sweetums. That, like... Sweetums. <laughs> <laughs> um, Keep, next up, we had, a, we had a match announced. We had a match announced for next week, which was Jericho versus Cole. Um, JS banned from the Roderick. Yeah, Jericho versus Roddy. Sorry, yeah, Jericho said he got Cole banned from the building, but then Roddy comes in and he's like, "Yo, we're gonna have a match next week. Force got anywhere." And Jericho's like, "Ah, oh, you idiot! If it's Force got anywhere, the JS is gonna beat the shit out of you." He's like, "No, I've also got the JS banned from the building," and that was kind of funny. The most legal of documents. Yeah. Yeah, smart Mark Sterling just sells them like a fiver, like, <laughs> and, and they're not real. Um, 
I'd like to think that Roderick Strong just threatened to backbreaker Mark Sterling unless he like wrote something up for him. So yeah, all right. So just just after what we talked about, then um, it, I've got written down here about Tony's like pre-announcement on Dynamite. His announcement week. for his announcement following so, announcements. He said, "It's clearer that AEW can produce more great content every week." Obviously, this was setting up for collision. He said there will be a huge announcement next week on Dynamite. Mm-hmm. So on on Fightful, and then but um, his his actual words were. We'll follow up on one of the most important announcements ever in mm-hmm. AW, which presumably is the one we had earlier today. Yeah, so on on Fightful, they've got they've got it written as um, that um, he says a major announcement will be coming next week from TNT, which will be followed up on. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he, he did he did actually say though there will be something announced prior to Dynamite, which they'll be given more details about on Dynamite. Which yeah. You've got to think it's this. I, as I say, I wouldn't be surprised if it was because he said it was a big, the biggest announcements as well. I wouldn't be surprised if it was something to do with all in because that is the biggest announcement they've ever made. Mm. Um, I, I, I personally think it could be that all in's going to be on um, HBO Max, and they're going to announce a new partnership with HBO Max with shows on HBO Max in America because like that's what well, they've. They have announced um, that all Which, access will be moving to HBO Max. It's just called Max now. It's not HBO Max anymore. Oh, sorry, Max. Yeah. Yeah. Max, um, as in MJF. That's what it's named after. Max I, think need, I think we just need to get Max the Impaler in to AEW to, to promote this. Yes, I there's would not, love that. There's, there's not enough Maxes in AEW. No. We've got Max Caster, Maxwell Jacob Freeman, get Max the Impaler. Yeah, sorted. Uh, next up, Orange Cassidy v. Daniel Garcia. Uh, a bad time for bad bitches. The baddest time bad. for bad bitches. It was a phenomenal match. To be fair, I absolutely fucking loved it. The um, the the, the like sort of transitional to, like the submission transitions towards the end were absolutely phenomenal. Daniel, I Garcia. thought Daniel had it. You know, I oh, really some of them submissions were fucking uh, horrible, weren't they? <laughs> Orange ain't losing that belt anywhere but pay per view. I think no. it, it's at that point, isn't it, where like Orange shouldn't lose the belt anywhere. But pay per view. But well, like, maybe, like maybe the first episode of Collision. Maybe that's the big hook. I really like though how it's gotten to the point where his hands like so fucked that he can't win with the orange punch anymore. He has to, he has to use the mouse trap. Yeah, I, I love I love the whole kind of story that like Orange is slowly breaking down more and more, and like it, he's gonna hold that belt till like his body gives out essentially. Which is a really like funny juxtaposition of his original character. It's like he was the guy who didn't try and now he's like having to try like so much yeah. that it's like literally breaking him and he was like yeah. the bit where he, afterwards after the match he was like I'm just really tired Renee oh no, that like, was so that was so heartbreaking me that. yeah he's like I'm yeah. so tired <laughs> oh that was, I, yeah, I think that was and she well, was like, like yeah me too buddy and like it's like yeah you're probably so tired worrying about your husband <laughs> Yeah, the the thing the thing is as well. Like I was talking, um, this little little spoiler of a tidbit from my next uh, fantasy book on AEW. Uh, I was talking to the guests on that uh, quintessential, and we were but we were all like, yeah, that that's probably the most important belt in AEW right now because of everything that Orange has done. Yeah. Oh yeah, big twenty title defenses. That's insane. Yeah. Uh, next up, Christine Cage gets fucking booed out of the building. 
<laughs> he can't help himself, can he? No. It's bad, isn't it? This was, this was like the week that Christian remembered that Wardlow's dad is also dead. <laughs> oh, God. You've been saying person. it, and I was like, that's really funny. Haha. <laughs> and then it happens, and I was <laughs> and like, oh, shit. <laughs> he actually said, didn't he? He said, like, why do so many wrestlers in AW have daddy issues? <laughs> yeah, like that's that's what it's for. That's it. <laughs> Christian's either going to take the bells off Wardlow or die or both. Yeah, both is good. But it, it was it was an interesting thing he said though because he talked a lot about um, Arn being partnered with Wardlow and how Arn's basically abandoned his own child to be Wardlow's dad. So not only has like Wardlow not got his dad, neither has Brock Anderson. Yeah, I want Christian to adro- adopt Brock Anderson as his new Jungle Boy. And then immediately abandon him and be like, see, now you don't have a dad. Even call him Jungle Boy Brock Anderson. Yeah. And then batter him in front of his mum and like flirt with Arn's wife. Well, this was a really good promo. Like Christian, this is where Christian sort of excels, isn't it? When it's like just him being a fucking bastard and everyone just like giving him just the absolute... Everyone shouting edges better, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the thing with Christian now, though, is like he's so fucking good on the mic, which we already knew. But it it's to the point now where, like, when he does eventually wrestle again, everyone's just excited to see him get his ass kicked. And then the fact that it's going to be a good match as well is just, like, a, a nice consolation on top of that. Mm. Oh, yeah, he's a really good wrestler. He is, like, and as long as he doesn't wrestle too much, you don't kind of get sick of it, if that makes sense. So he's fun to watch, yeah. but, like... I think when he's constant, like when he was face, well not face, but you know what I mean. Like when he was against Kenny, he was literally wrestling all the time, and it was like, uh, he's the type of guy now who can get away just wrestling at pay per views, like because it's a yeah. big event, isn't it? Like, like the last match he had was that buried the live match was phenomenal. Um, yeah, it was really really yeah. good fun. Uh, and I like how his his um his video package still says worked everyone. Yeah, yeah, he's just fucking great. Yeah. Uh, next up, we had a Derby promo with his dad and the skateboard park that he built in his house. Derby's just cute. like Derby's just like what if Bam Margera went like the other way, isn't he? Yeah. What if Bam Margera done right? Yeah. What if he just said no to drugs instead of yes to all of them? Um, and yeah, he basically just said he wants to. Oh, this so this was on the news like this week or last week. Derby said he wants to climb Mount Everest. Yeah. Yeah, and um, MJF was like, "Go now before double or nothing." Yeah, do it before double or nothing. Yeah, it was like, yeah. Um, so that was fun. Um, I'm again not not helping the comparisons between Sting being his dad. Sting was also there, just hanging out at the house. That yeah. was something I forgot to mention on the news actually for a weird story. Did you see that MJF wrestled for an indie this weekend? Well, no, he was created pro uh, homecoming. So, well, yeah, yeah. So, so he went, he, went back, he, school... he, he went back to create a pro for like a. It was he was only meant to be signing, but then he ended up having a match as well. Yeah, which is the same. Who's the other match against? Uh, another, just another, it's, no one I'd recognise. Uh, just another trainee, basically. Uh, or like mm-hmm. an, an alumni. So it was basically like a, like a homecoming. Like So all the alumni of Creator Pro, which is Pat Buck's school, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, Pat Buck and Matt Cardona and um, Brian Myers are trainers yeah. there as well. And Mike, I think Mikey Whipwreck as well. So that's the school that um, Max Castor went to, um, as well Trent. as Jeff and Trent. Uh, yeah, and so they they had a load of the, a load of their alumni come back from like recent graduating classes to, to sort of a few wrestled and like MJF was meant to just be signing stuff because uh, he put like his prices up, but then he ended up 
I don't know if it was like a surprise or whether something happened that he stepped in. Uh, but yeah, he, he got in the ring and wrestled. And it was, uh, there was like 500 people there. It was packed out. They've put the match on him on their YouTube like immediately after. Well, Matt Cardona streamed it on his Twitch channel. <laughs> on, on the Major Wrestling Fears podcast Twitch channel. Matt, Matt Cardona's going full carny at the moment and I love it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, right. So he's next up, dressing like Indiana Jones. By the way, Matt Cardona <laughs> at the minute, it's great. Really, because he's awesome. the indie god. I can't wait till he comes back to Liverpool later this year and just we just get this shit all over again. It'd be great. Yeah, I'm gonna ask him to sign my um, trading card. And watch his face. It'd be great. <laughs> uh, next up, Julia Harvey, Anna J. No Hosbar match. I really enjoyed this. Um, awesome. I couldn't tell whether Julia was legitimately hurt. Or at least she just sold really well because she sold her hip for like the, the second half of the match when she took like um, suplex onto the chairs. She screamed like really loud and then like really sold her hip to the point where I was concerned they were going to stop the match. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This both women have just improved so much in this, haven't they? Um. My only I... my only gripe with this match was Anna Jay cutting the entrance short. Hmm. The entrance yeah, was so entrance. good. You've got to respect the house. I'm sorry, it's just the rules. The house always wins. Well, they, she did because yeah. After a, after a little bit of back and forth after that, um, Julia locked in her submission and yeah, Anna tapped out, which was heartless. Great. Yeah, it was yeah. great. Good to see her. Uh, next up, then we had more House of Black action. I love the the little bit at the start. Where, um, the witches at ringside. Yeah, the interview. The interview like Chuck Trenton Orange and. They're all like talking, and everybody's like, "What's your what's your stipulation?" Because you have to pick a stipulation. And Trent's like, "Yeah, tell him, Chuck." And Chuck's like, "I, I don't know. I didn't know we had to I, pick a stipulation." I, I love how checked out Chuck was in this like promo. Like, I don't know. He was like, "I don't um, want that spooky witch girl at ringside." Yeah, no, no. All witch, Trent was like, "All right, then all witches are banned from ringside." Oh, so funny. I, I, I like I like that like. Chuck Taylor's go-to with stuff like that is always to either call somebody a pervert or spooky. Or both. <laughs> yeah, or, or both, yeah. Or both, um, yeah. Still my favorite. I can't wait for him to call uh, Switchblade a knife pervert to his face. That's going to be great. One of, my favorite, so um, one of my favorite most recent like recent BT bits was when everyone left Best Friends and Chuck was like talking to Silver Reynolds and he was like, are you guys still spooky? Are you, are you guys <laughs> still perverts? Still perverts, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, I I love Chuck Taylor. He's fantastic. <laughs> when he was cutting like um, Wheeler's like face off the shirt and Trent, you could see his nipples through the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> like, right where his nipples were. It was like, oh, that's just, that was perfect. Um, yeah, really, really fun match again. Um, House of Black, um, House of Black. I liked, we talked about this on like, what was happening on, on Discord. I really liked the low lights. I thought that oh, was... Ah, it was so good. Mm. It, it's the, this is, the thing is like, we, when we were talking about it as well, we kind of touched on this. So obviously like, it's one of those things where if it's done right, it's really fucking good. But if it's done bad, it's terrible. And this was done, see, this felt like it was done right because it was subtle. See Mountain Dew match, see House of Black match. Well, even even like to go back further, like when The Fiend used to have like red lighting or Kane when he started that red light and stuff like that. And it's like, it's just overkill. Whereas this, it was nice because it was just the entrance subtle, screen. Wasn't it? And it was like the banner around the top of the arena. And it was just like, it was just all black with like sort of like white embers just sort of flashing up yeah. on them. Yeah, and the um, the titles as well. Ugh. Yeah. Um, it look and then the spotlights on the ring. Yeah, that's um, great. Even even like the graphics, like the the yeah, graphics going around like the the seating area, which was yeah, yeah. yeah on the banner. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, what, what was what was really good about it, I thought as well, was like with the with the ringside where you could just see the silhouettes of like Brody King and Buddy just like killing people while Malachi sat in the ring like a, a fucking cult leader. It was like a horror. It felt like a low budget horror film. Didn't yeah, it was it? like something like a Lovecraft novel, just like looming out of the yeah. fucking darkness. And like, oh, it was great. Uh, I I think the House of Black needs to hold these belts for a long forever. fucking time. Forever. Um, also, because <laughs> obviously, like last week when we were talking about it, I didn't notice the belts had changed. Um, from from actually going back and looking at it, I love the fact that it's just like literally they've just drained all the color out of them. Yeah. So they're just yeah. silver, just silver and black versions of the belts. It looks fucking phenomenal. But the I mean, silver's we... really bright as well. Like it's not like it's yeah, not like a gray it's... silver. It's like almost that'll, white. Yeah. That'll fade over time. <laughs> uh, as we all expected, Chuck Taylor at a massive Dante's Inferno. For the for the winner, oh. every time um, every, and, every time and... every time they book best friends, Chuck must be like, right, what move do I to take for the finish? And <laughs> I, I, I need more um, bandit though, buddy Matthews in my life though. Yeah, they, they yeah. The, the first the, the, the one thing that the, the first like two minutes of Smash showed me is that I really want Buddy and Bandido to have a singles match, please. I I just I just would like Buddy to have a singles run. To be honest, at this point, like yeah, I've I've always known it because obviously like from watching him in WWE and that and then when he got released it was like alright now it's time for Buddy to shine and he had that match with a card and then did fuck all for like months yeah um, but he's so good just awesome yeah uh, then we had a another vignette about Jungle Boy um, we had one about Sammy at the start didn't we as well so to be fair um, we did just didn't talk about it because it's Sammy um, but this one was like Jungle Boy in his, in his sort of home like wrestling ring in his back garden, like sort of talking about his like journey into wrestling. Interestingly, they had Christian talking about him in like a positive light. I like this because so with, with the Sammy, with the Sammy one, they had Je- obviously Jericho talking about him mm. in like his dark side, the ring voice. Um, or almost, almost a, like it made it feel like a like it was like a real kind of like combat sport thing. Yeah, um, like when you see like the training vignettes in, in like UFC and like. It's all like the fighters, coaches, and like ex opponents talking about like the fight, like that fighter. It was cool. And obviously, like in the Sammy one, it was Jericho talking about how he didn't bring Sammy into mentor him. He brought him in to basically be, be like his, yeah, to, to follow in his footsteps, sort of thing. Um, and then like Christian saying, Oh, yeah, I hate Jungle Boy, but he's the, he's the best talent. Like, Best young talent in the company. He said and he, was he the pulled best, his he was head the be- out of his ass. Yeah, he said he was the best one out of all the pillars, and that's why he chose him, basically, when he first came yeah. to AW. Um, but yeah, it was, I thought it was very well done. Uh, right then, onto the main entrance, onto the main event, sorry. It's time for uh, Faye's weekly normal, totally normal oh reaction Oh my things. god! <laughs> this match, guys! First this of match all, it had was, everything it before was so, the bell. Yeah, it was so good. Um, yeah. Brian just Danielson. Just talk about how much of a joy. That's what I was just about to say. Oh, this match, man. <laughs> Brian, Brian Danielson, just like every now and again, yeah, the shot going back and him just like taking pleasure watching Moxley do like absolutely awful things to Kenny Omega. What about the bumps that the books took off the stage, man? Yeah, so before the match even started, like, 
uh, user and Claudio came out to attack Kenny, then the Bucks came out to attack user and Claudio, then everyone got thrown off of the stage, basically. And Brian wedding. was like, you need to stop looking at me. And then Nick Jackson <laughs> immediately got like yeeted off the stage. But what I loved was the fact that Nick Jackson and Brian Danielson like confronted each other. And then I was like, oh shit, yeah. Remember that banger singles match they had? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was so good. Uh, Moxley took a turnbuckle hook off the turnbuckle. Oh my god! And jammed it in Kenny's mouth and fish hooked him. In it, so... and the um, tumbler had a completely normal feeling about that. <laughs> I can seen, tell you that now. I've, I've seen I've seen the doctored photos of that. Yeah, the tumbler isn't real. It can't hurt me. <laughs> Promise it is. It's completely <laughs> feral. Uh, nope. And it's all sort of built, didn't it, to the sort of flashpoint where Kenny feet triggered Moxley through the cage. Through the cage. And like well, landed, it was... landed with his leg on the sharpest, which looked fucking awful. I'm gonna send yeah, you guys. Yeah, like I thought he uh, broke his leg. Like this drawing that somebody made. No, no thank that. you. Um, no, 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 not in a weird way. Um, <laughs> um so yeah, like um, th- there was some really cool callbacks in this to like the full game match. So obviously there was like the barbed wire steel chair. There was the mocks bringing out the broken glass. Um. It, it was just it was just really like cool and obviously that's one of those things where that was pretty cool yeah that's um, anime as well. <laughs> yeah that it, it's one of those things where you can see like will washington's kind of effect on that by saying make sure you have a callback to this bit and this bit oh uh, obviously obviously probably not like micromanaging the match just maybe sort of like putting a bit of a suggestion and going oh yeah remember that that was really cool um, Someone um, pointed out that um, you know, Hangman choking Moxley with the chain. Mm. Um, at his match, Kenny did that to Mox at their match of full gear. Mm. I didn't know that, and I saw that, and I was like, "That's fucking great! I love <laughs> that it." When match that, of that, that full gear, like that you no know, bar match, that any goes match is one of my it's... favorite matches. It's I think it's one of the great underrated AW matches. Yeah, I. I remember when we did our podcast on like the first year of AEW and we all kind of unanimously, unanimously picked that as like one of our favorite moments, me, you and Aaron. It was like, yeah, that, that was awesome. I mean, I just remember it's it's, some... it's, it's, it's seared into my head, into my brain, like Moxie coming out for his entrance, like looking straight into the camera and just shouting time with some garbage wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the, the fact as well. Like, obviously you've got like Mock, like Kenny trying to do like this Need sort of like stuff. Kenny Omega match, like very like picturesque and Beautiful. well, not well choreographed, but you know, well sort of like thought out spots. And you've got Mox like pulling out a board full of mouse traps and just launching. Mox is like, here's a load of glass. <laughs> Through you go. <laughs> it's just like yeah. That um, happened again though this time, didn't it? Like like it was, was just there was a couple like... of callbacks to that match in this one, which was awesome. Um, yeah, Ken- Kenny, I thought I like, had actually broken his leg when he went through. Because like his leg fell down underneath the bar he of the cage. He just crumpled overwards, didn't he? Like straight away. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Doc Samson's was credit was like on top of Kenny. Like you're right. It's like yeah, I'm fine. Um, but he wasn't after a while because then Moxie got a screwdriver and Don Callis stopped Mox from using it. Um, Kenny hits the one winged angel and Don Callis breaks it up by stabbing Kenny in the face with it. Interestingly. Given the timing of Mox covering Kenny, would Mox have kicked out? 
Yeah, I thought Mox was going I, to kick out. I thought Mox was would have kicked out if it wasn't for the fact that Donna broke the pin up already. Yeah, I uh, I was fully... And how quickly he moved. I was fully expecting Mox to be the first person to kick out and like break the spell of Kenny Omega. So either way, no matter what would have happened, he would have broken Kenny. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because the only other person, obviously other than Mad Kurt, um, the only other and himself, the only other person to kick out the of the one wing angel. Um <laughs> yeah, it's fuck off. Um Kota Ibushi. So yeah. like sort of like dispel on that whole thing of like doing that and then either way Kenny Mox would have kept his promise to Kenny to break his heart. All I'm saying is Kenny needs a lover now more than ever. He really does. Because you know, with um Don's got a brother, so it's fine. Can we talk very briefly about I'd quite the, end like... of, the end of BTA tying into the end of this? Yeah. I was gonna say no, to start can't. on the on the subject of um the first person to first person to kick out of the one wind angel, I'd quite like to see Takeshita do it. Because obviously he's kind of like the understudy of Kenny and Ibushi. Is there is there Russell's like child? It'll be like a full circle thing, passing the torch almost. Um, yeah, the ending of BT, tasty. Go on. The end of BT, so it was Kenny. Was he eating a Cinnabon? No. Um, Matt had brought him a, a peanut butter cheesecake. Oh, right. Okay. I thought it was a Cinnabon, which well, I thought might have been a bit more symbolic. He, 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 took, he took a break during um, destroying Alex Reynolds' phone. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> that was um, so good. Yeah, I like the the, the love of the Emery put into his coffee and just kept drinking it. <laughs> that, that treacherous little shit. I love when they walk oh. in like and he's washing his hands like over it in the sink and Matt Hardy walks in and goes, "Oh, you're destroying evidence." Okay, and just walks out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I'd, I'd really, I'd really like um, I'd really like someone to just tweet Kenny and have Matt Jackson just like comment on it saying blocked or something. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so first of all, um, Alex Reynolds was about to show Kenny what happened to Full Gear, and Matt Jackson walked in and just like destroyed his phone in front of him. <laughs> He's just like, oh yeah, sorry, he just like stood on it repeatedly, <laughs> and then kicked him out of the locker room. Um, but then at the end, you saw Kenny like he had a fork in his hand, and he was like a spork, I think it was even, and he was I thought it might have been cinnamon, but no, apparently it was peanut butter cheesecake, which again is yeah a thing. Um, I didn't know what I wanted until I saw it. Um, and he's like thinking back, he's into like all the bits and all the, the, the sort of screwdriver attacks of the BCC, and then he just starts like jamming, like with the same motion, just jamming his fork into this cake, like repeatedly. And like, yeah, I think Kenny's fucking broken. I, I think we're getting anarchy at the arena announced tonight. Or Not possibly blood and, blood and guts. Now, what blood and guts they usually do is a separate thing, don't they? Between like Forbidden Door, um, June, isn't it? Yeah, usually between Forbidden Door and Double or Nothing or Forbidden Door and All Out, depending on where I think, he plays I think, it. I think Don Callis is in real danger. Yeah. I think... But knowing, knowing the way AEW like, book things like this, I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a double kind of bluff almost. Mm-hmm. So Don Cost and Kenny to kind of lull the Blackpool's combat club into a false sense of security, so then Don can betray them. Same. Danielson was like, I literally had no idea, and he looked genuinely shocked. Oh, and Danielson, delighted. like, cackling like a demon while uh, this was happening. Danielson was, like, the best was thing fucking ever. giddy. It was so good. <laughs> um, also, 
Don Callis whispered something into, into Kenny's ear after the match. Yeah. What did he say? We don't know. He, oh, he said that. I'm so scared. He said Jericho's better. Because Winnipeg. Well, this is interesting because back in the day, Don Callis turned on Jericho for Kenny, didn't he? Yeah. Well, no, it was more Jericho attacked Don Callis to get Kenny's attention. All right. Um, in the New but Japan now he's, uh, now one, he's changed his bio. Well, yeah, one thing is, obviously there was that weird thing he had with Osprey that one time on an episode of Rampage when not came with it. Um, yeah. And then he's just put, Win- um, that he's from Winnipeg, bruv. Yeah. And, I mean, let, let's face it, we're probably getting Kenny Osprey 2 at Forbidden Door. Yeah. Maybe Kenny Osprey 3 and all in. Ooh. It's it's mad that I'm gonna have gone from never seeing Will Osprey wrestle in person to seeing him twice in two days in August. <laughs> I I still can't believe this is happening. Um, yeah, can we move on to Rampage. I can't believe you've done this. Can we blast through Rampage real quick and we get on to some nudge? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. um so real quick, acclaimed versus um Billy Gun Acclaimed and Billy Gunn versus Kip Butcher in the Blade was fun. Uh Kip suffers beautifully. He does. Yeah. He does. Or Kip. Uh, it was, it was, it was yeah. nice seeing um, Butcher and Daddy Ass Hoss fight. That was that was fun. I loved him the bit where they all scissors in the middle as well. Mm. It was it was it was a fun match. It wasn't anything like yeah. t- it wasn't like a five star technical masterpiece, but it was just really really fun. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, good entertainment. Um, I liked I like I'm starting to really like QTV. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I, I, I was so the Tom Clark about this. He fucking hates it. Like, he really despises it. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, it's so good because it's just so, like, fucking tongue-in-cheek. I like, think the there's something point, ridiculous about it that, that appeals like, to Brits. Well, it, the whole point is it's a parody of Alex Jones, isn't it? Like, yeah. that kind of, like, sort of, like, conspiracy theory shock job. Push Holly, because she's clearly the best thing in this. I loved, I loved when Aaron Solo, when you were talking about All In, and Aaron Solo, when I heard that only holds 8,000 people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was exceptional. Um, a little treat next. We had Alison Kay on Rampage. I enjoyed that. I want more Alison Kay because I always forget how fucking awesome she is. Yeah, she, yeah. she's watching she's, a wrestle. She, was she Sienna in TNA? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's. Been, she's just been announced actually for GCW. Um, oh, nice! I think it's this weekend. Yeah, it was a really fun match. Yeah, it didn't go. It didn't go long. It was only five minutes. It looked like it was going to be a squash, but then it turned into like a, a pretty nice competitive little match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It is. It is this weekend. She is in a scramble for the world title with a. Oh, nice. Masha Slamovic, Lou Fistu, um, Shazza McKenzie, Maki Ito, Ali Catch, and Allison K. Oh, nice. That's amazing. That'll be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember when the guns were in the firm. Well, now Ethan Page is recruiting them to help fight the Hardys. Re-recruiting. Uh, it was, it's, what was interesting was he, he, were like, he was like, for all time's sake, and they were like, yeah, because we're friends. So they're kind of like alluding that the firm is no more and has been deleted. Well, they have been deleted. Um, Stokely got murdered by children with. Yeah, Don't worry about it. Stokely's fine. Buried him, under, the buried him under the media room. He's just, he's just dead <laughs> on the couches. Um, yeah, then we got Action and Dretti versus Kyle Fletcher, yeah, Fletcher. which is so the, so, low-key oh, a banger. 
yeah, this is really, really good. It, I think it suffered a little bit from the break being in the middle of it, but mm-hmm. it was a really fun match. Like they, they had their really good chemistry. Andretti looked really good again, which is nice to see. Yeah. Um Fletcher's just great in here, and he's also and, sick. And Andretti's, Andretti's awesome if you just don't have him trying to like show too much personality. Because I think he I think you can tell he's still working on that kind of side of his game because obviously he's very young as well. Yeah. Um uh, Kyle Fletcher as well, we forgot to mention, attacked Orange Cassidy on uh, Dynamith. So and he's wrestling him for the international championship this week. Yeah. So nice to see Kyle Fletcher having a lot of run in A-Dub, which is it's also interesting that there's a bit of United Empire creeping into the card here, you know. Yeah, he had the, he had the singles match on ROH as well, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. I can't remember against them. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Was, that was fun. Yeah, it's a very fun match. Um, then we got uh, Hardy's guns thing which ugh. I mean I, I enjoy it so it. if they, they have, Matt and Pete, Ethan Page are having a match and if Matt wins then Ethan Page has to work for him yeah I just like even Jeff go and come on Matt like enough enough's enough but I like the idea I, of I just want a segment where Ethan Page has to help Arthur on the Hardy compound I think that'd be really fun I want broken Ethan Page I want Ethan Page helping Senor Benjamin in the garden <laughs> or filming the gothic I'd, baby yes I'd, I'd like Ethan Page when he's a uh, like to go like when he was on his way out of Impact and he kind of lost his mind and didn't realize if he was Ethan Page or the Karate Man. Just do that. Um, yeah. Um, next up, um, it was main event time. Swerve bit kind of basically said that Mogul Affiliates was an upgrade. Yeah, yeah, because he was like. Um... <laughs> He basically said Parker and Trench were shit. <laughs> um, he was like, it, yeah, Mogul Embassy's an upgrade on what I had before. And it was like, oh shit, yeah. Like, yeah, mood. Um, no, the funniest okay. bit, there was Dark Order trying to recruit Swerve and was like, and you even get to bring your silly hats. Yeah. <laughs> I, yes. I love that every time John Silver was doing a thing like that, he lip syncs. Mark Henry doing it's time for the main events as well. Yeah. I've missed Mark. I've missed Dark Order doing that bit on Rampage, and I've missed the live face-to-face talks. Yeah, I've missed that. Um, well. it, it, the thing is, it, it, I, I like how they vary it depending on who it is. Because when you have like Silver and Reynolds, it really works because Silver's really funny. But when you have like I don't know someone who's not as quick on the draw, confident on the, it's yeah. it's not. It, it can be a bit awkward, which is why I think sometimes they go to like the the, the pre-tape, which I think is a, is a good idea. I do. I do quite like the pre-tape though. When like some like when um when it was a it was Viking Marina drill should week, be wasn't it? as well. Um, yeah, the the Viking was the one that came to mind because obviously it was like an introduction to Vikingo. So yeah. Mark narrating over that, and then the footage of Vikingo doing Vikingo things. It if it just felt like again. Like kind of more like a sporty sort of thing, like UFC yeah. or something along those lines. Um, but yeah, I've missed them doing stuff like that. Um, big shout out to Silver and Reynolds. You just again, one of the most underutilized tag teams in AEW, aren't they? Just whenever they're called, but whenever they're called for, they just put it in, don't they? They just put in the performance. I I desperately want them to have like not even a run with the belts, just a run at the belts. Mm. Because they totally deserve it. Um, mm-hmm. Alex Reynolds was like wrestling on a fucking different level I've ever seen him on in this match. He was so good. 
Like, so, I think all that Ring of Honor times really helped. Yeah, but I think as well, because like Silver gets a lot of the spotlight, you kind of take for granted how good that Reynolds is mm-hmm. until he's allowed. Like, he was literally holding his own with Swerve in this mu- most of this match. And he didn't look out of place. Um, obviously, then uh, Mogul affiliates just committed crimes. Did anybody but, else yeah. think that Hangman was going to come out and make the save at the end? Because I did. No, I thought it was going to be Dustin and Keith because they're in a feud that's worth. Yeah, punish Hangman. Only... Punish Hangman. Punish Hangman only turns to the house shows now. Yeah, I know. Hangman doesn't care about the Dark Order. He's, he's all about the Young Bucks these days. They've piece got cheese puffs. Like fucking cowboy carny piece of shit. I'm going to tell Matt to what, listen to this podcast. I'm not going to tell why. Let her. She'll agree with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. Uh, and then Keith, obviously, yeah, Keith Lee makes a save. And then, obviously, we're, we are slowly getting there, aren't we, to, to Keith Lee Beesworth? Yeah, well, it's like in Austin, slow, isn't though. it? Is it this week? Yeah. At Rampage, is it Rampage is in Austin or Dynamite? Yeah, because Uno put up um, on Twitter where's good places to eat. Oh, fuck. If I'd have seen that, I would have told him a really good place. Um, That's a shame. Poor Uno. Um. Yeah. Uh, either either way. Um, I'm pretty sure they're doing the tag match aren't they first. Yeah. It might, it might be tonight on Dynamite, and then the it's Dustin's hometown, isn't it? Yeah, and Keith's. Yeah. Oh, yes. then yeah. Um, and then I think they should do Swerve and Keith as a singles on the pay per view, and just put a stick a fork in this. Um. Feud because it's done. I love it, but at the same time, because it's been so stop and start and dragged out, Who I do you feel like over? Swerve. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because I think you could have Swerve in there. Because like Keith that. Lee had that um big like that big pop when he came out, so he the fans are going to be behind him either way. Whereas Swerve being a heel. Everyone fucking hates him, but yeah, Keith Lee's kind of bulletproof, isn't he? like with his booking. Like, yeah, Swerve feels like he needs like a little bit more momentum because obviously they need to build. They need to build Swerve. It was a big deal for when he has that match with Nick Wayne on Dynamite, so <laughs> Nick yeah. Wayne can then feel like a big deal. Yeah, true. Um, and also like the possibilities for going from here. Mm. Well, the possibilities for Swerve going from here and it's like there's he's teased more stuff with Derby, he's teased doing stuff with Jungle Boy. Um just running through the pillars. You could have him just take the TNT title as his own and just fucking run that division. Um I I personally I want to see Swerve as world champion one day, but I think while MJF's kind of got I'd like to see their program. Almost, like I think a, the promos will be good. They would, but I think Swerve's doing too good as a heel to put him in a feud with MJF because he'd be he'd Big end face. up being made a de facto face, yeah, because it's yeah. MJF and he's an arsehole. Um, um you could do you could do him absolutely obliterating Orange's hand though. Like put it to cinder blocks and then just yeah, with a hammer or something. The title. Ooh. Yeah. 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 yeah right. Be um before we close out then, um I'm gonna you wanna talk a bit about Best of Super Juniors, but a nuge. Yes. Yeah, I just want to give a quick shout out to one match on Ring of Honor 
that people should check out if they get an opportunity. Is it Athena versus Sky Blue? Two matches on Ring of Honor. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was I, fucking incredible. I, I loved that match, but I felt like that was kind of like a foregone that that match was going to be banging. Um, Blake Christian and Samoa Joe was yeah. unreal. Yeah. Blake um, Christian again also suffers beautifully. I, I thought that Samoa Joe was just going to murder Blake and then he kept having responses to the Kikina clutch. Mm. Yeah. And Joe showing him respect at the end, like, yeah, not just like the, not just like the code of honor, like actual showing him respect. I did it a bit at the start um, where he went for the dive and Joe was like, "No, sold it." I was like, "No." I love that. <laughs> I love when Joe does that. <laughs> Fuck your dive, but yeah. Also, Athena's sky blue was incredible. That was really fucking good. Yeah. Um. And yeah. Either way, Ring of Honor is just fucking hitting on all cells at the moment. It's just yeah. it's my. I'm excited. I think for this it's week. my favorite AW umbrella thing that they put out at the moment just because it's it feels like it, it still feels like it's an AEW product but it feels very much like when Ring of Honor first started getting their own TV and they had like yeah just putting bangers on like and not HG, really the net era. yeah they, they were just putting banging matches on and like having like a little underlying thread of a story but not a huge thread well it's just it's um, taken it's taken the best of both worlds hasn't it so it's taken the sort of like anyone can show up aspect of like dark and elevation where you can have all these like indie guys coming in but they have yeah. like longer matches like more like a dynamite rampage sort of deal where they have like instead of just like getting squashed they have like five ten minute matches mm-hmm. yeah that's it that's um, it. also think, think important to talk gonna... about it this week to mention um, Stu Grayson came out to watch the Righteous Wrestle at the end yeah yeah. I, I loved when I heard the Righteous come out and Caprice was clicking and then telling himself to stop <laughs> <laughs> like he just that, because you couldn't to... see Caprice he was like stop it stop also it. Caprice and Rick Bonnie, I think are possibly the best um, oh, easily pair wrestling pair comedy pairing wrestling and you had Nigel in there and you know the chance of it being great drastic over yeah, I look. The the only other um, commentary table that I think kind of I don't want, I don't know if I want to say better or like on a par with it was the all in one where it was Rick Abani, Excalibur, and Don Callis. Yeah, that I was that, that, that was such a wild thing because it was like Don Callis from Impact, Rick Abani mm-hmm. from um, Ring of Honor, and Excalibur from PWG, and it was well, like it was like that- it was like. Don Callis from New Japan at the time. Yeah, New Japan. Yes, it was like the three. It was like th- from all different facets of the Pillars. wrestling world just come together. Yeah, it was it was great. Yeah, that that's what um that's what put Excalibur on the map as a commentator as well. Like people weren't really familiar with him until that, and then obviously he just fucking killed it on that, and then now he's like the voice of AW. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Should should we should we talk about the. The New Japan Talk awesomeness. Yeah, I'm going to let you guys kick oh it off. I'll just run the bathroom real quick, but I'll be back in two seconds. Carry on with that. No worries. Well, let's talk about... Before we talk about that match, because I think Tasty will want to get in on... Mm-hmm. Weigh in on that one. Um, Should we talk about good old friend of the podcast, Drillsy Willsy? Oh, my God. Like... Dr- Driller having his debut against Bushi, who is no fucking slouch and absolutely murdering him. <laughs> He's absolutely a so over for him, aren't they? Like, they gasped when he did the driller killer. Like they actually like went, terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the the one he did on Yo, he deserves prison time for that. That was horrific. Have, 
Um, you know what else as well? He's killing it at the backstage interviews as well and the press conferences. Yeah. Did you see that? Did you see the one he did with uh, Francesco Akira? So I haven't seen that one. The one that I've just watched is <laughs> today's one, and he's I like, he's like, days. like um, oh, it's days. brilliant! It's so he, good. I, I, I've seen the match where he was basically just beating the living shit out of him, um, Master Watto, and then so Master, Master Watto so like, quickly won. won. And he was like, it's a fluke. And then he was like, Tanahashi, I know you've just like, I've just beat up your boy, your young boy. But he said, but here, I'm the senpai. And I'm just like, what are you doing, Driller? Yeah, it was it was great when, um, the, after the Francesco Akira one, where um, obviously Akira won with like a meteora to the back of Driller's neck, which was horrifying. Yeah. Um, after he's already, he's already like, yeah, took t- took something that was like he caught that poison bar, which was just horrific. Yeah, and it like all all the weight um, just sort of went on his neck. Yeah, uh, but with the way he just the way he just kind of went, um, <laughs> Akira, you little shit, why'd you do that to me neck? Yeah, <laughs> like doing the backstage thing. Oh my god. Um, yeah, dr- big shout out to Driller, former TNT champion. Um, he, he looked awesome, to be fair, in that match. Ah, uh, I can't uh, wait to watch he's it all. Like you know? a star. Um, the match with Yo was awesome because it was just Yo trying to get like a little bit cute with Driller, and a Driller just fucking criming him. Um, when is Driller and Despy though? That is that is the question. Um, tomorrow is Driller and Kevin Knight, which I'm really looking forward to. So Friday's Driller and um, Despy. Potentially, yeah. Okay. I'm trying to think who Driller's got left. Possibly, I don't know actually because he's still got to face Robbie Eagles and um, I think he's done Robbie Eagles, hasn't he? No, he's not done Robbie Eagles, yeah. Robbie um, Eagles was on commentary, wasn't he, for um, for Drill's yeah, match Rob- against the Kira, Robbie which Eagles, was good. Robbie Eagles was on commentary sounding like Rocky Romero trying to do an Australian accent. It was weird, wasn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, so Drill has still got Clark Connors, Kevin Knight, which is tomorrow. Um, El Desperado and who's the other one I've just said uh, Robbie Eagles so and there's there's I can't remember if there's two more days this week and then a break or if there's one more day and then a break Um, but I think the the semis and then the finals the weekend after next and then the semis is through the week I loved Uh, how um, Robbie kept referring to him as Driller instead of Maloney as well (laughs) which I thought was great yeah, well, on on today's match, um, Kevin Knight was commentating, um, and obviously because he's fighting Dan tomorrow, and like Kevin Kelly went, "Have you ever seen Dan Maloney wrestle?" He went, "I've only seen what he's done in this, and I'm terrified to fight him tomorrow." And Kevin Knight's a big guy; like he, he's no slouch. Yeah. He's he's really impressed me as well. Um, but the person who's impressed me the most. Is my fucking guy, Speedball Mike Bailey. Oh my god, that yeah. match. Un- until until this week, I was saying to you, Tasty, like Speedball is like a sort of like outlier of like wrestler of the year for me. This week he's he's I think he is my wrestler of the year. Because he's had some really good matches across like GCW and Impact. But fuck me, like he's been hitting it on like a different level in best of the super juniors. Um he had a really good match with Kashida, which it's his only loss so far, which was essentially just who can kick the other harder in their in their joints. Um, Kashida oh. ended up winning by getting him in a double heel hook, which was horrifying. Um, um, 
But in this match with um, the one, obviously, that we're going to talk about now against um, Hiromu Takahashi, this very much started off like a, who can, how many kicks will it take for Speedball to just wipe Hiromu's face off his head? Like How, how much knee murder is too much knee murder? Yeah. Well, so I think... I think Speedball's going to win the whole thing. I and think so wife. as well. Um, first and foremost, the first thing they did was compare him to Will Ospreay's first tournament, where he won it on his first time of asking. And I think he's the, I think he was the first gaijin to do that. And they were like, "Oh yeah, Speedball wants to replicate Will Ospreay." The fact they're comparing him to Will Ospreay, who's someone they hold in such high regard, says a lot, really. Um, secondly. In his first match, he defeated the current IWGP junior heavyweight champion, Hiromu Takahashi, who pushed the current IWGP heavyweight champion, Sonada, to the limit last week. So they, they've oh, literally made... Sonada's champion. Yeah, Crazy they've literally... Well in. They've literally made Takahashi look like stupidly strong, only to then lose to Speedball. And this match was fucking incredible. Like, it was so fast-paced. Um, a lot. It, it was about 20 minutes, wasn't it? But it did not let up at all. Yeah, like, no, there was, was no breathing. I loved the bit where they went, like, because, like, the way that the way crooked holes, like, there's, like, a, a sort of aisle in between, like, two sections of the crowd as it goes back. Yeah. And it's just, like, a really long strip. And Speedball basically ran the entire length of that to just nay Takahashi in the face. Yeah. Oh my um, god, that bit where um where Takahashi um got speedball in the time bomb and then he counted it to a roll up, then immediately got up and then just fucking kicked his jaw off. Like the drop kick. Yeah. Like ah, uh, and then the and then the he, uh, the flip as well, like immediately after. So I love yeah. like my, my my favorite like little Takahashi thing is he was meant to be on for Bindor last year, wasn't he? Yeah, but, but he got COVID. Apparently, apparently, he, yeah, apparently, like the, the the like the two days before the show or something, he was like delirious with fever. Like he was like he had a really high fever, and like everyone was like, well, "How could you tell?" Yeah, how can you tell? <laughs> a, how can you tell a Takahashi is delirious with fever because he's just fucking a lunatic anyway? <laughs> Did you see that picture that was going around from his match with their show? No, no. Where showing evil taped Takahashi's arms to his sides. And Takahashi jumped off like a bleacher onto them both. Oh, I've seen that. With his arms still taped like, like together like that. Um, <laughs> another fun Takahashi thing. I have um, I have the year membership to New Japan at the minute in the hopes of getting earlier Wrestle Kingdom tickets. But what it gives me access to is a load of um, New Japan's di- journals that they have to keep. And they just put up weekly things, and Takahashi's are the best reads. I'll get some for the next podcast, so like you can just see them. It's really funny. It's so Takahashi good. Takahashi. He came out with like a giant book, insane. didn't he? Which he'd written like about speedballing. Yeah, so he <laughs> like a like burn book. Portrait. He does like a portrait of his opponents that he draw, he'll draw before. Like I think it's I don't know if it's like the first opponent faces in the tournament, or if it's like each opponent he'll right. do a portrait of them. And he had what he had one of speedball that he'd done, and he gave it to Tanahashi, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Tanahashi looked genuinely sad when he was watching speedball kick Takahashi everywhere. Probably because he remembered the match they had at Mania weekend. Um, but yeah, I honestly think <clears throat> like speedballs. 
He's de- he's definitely getting into the semis at least. Yeah, he's going to go far. Let's people and driller. He's going deep. So the the way the way it's kind of the qualifiers work this year, it's the first time they've done it in a while. Is that the two top people of each block then face each other? So like, oh sorry, face like the G1. Risk. Kind of yeah, but like, um, so the the first place and this of block A and the second place of block B and vice versa, mm-hmm. um, fate will face each other and then the winners of those matches will face in the final. Um, so there's a very realistic possibility we could get Driller and um, Speedball. Obviously not not the moment given the standings, but I, I think on on speed on um, A block. Speedball's pretty much running away with it now, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, just trying to find the standings while we're talking. Um, but yeah, like it's—I know Speedball's still got to face Leo Rush um, and Taiji Ishimori, who are the two kind of like closest to him, I believe. I can't remember who Speedball's facing tomorrow. I want to say it's Dookie. Um, but either either way, like it's—he's he, just been. Fire on all cylinders. This is match with teeth ends today as well. Go go and watch that. That was tremendous because he he essentially like obviously he's very martial arts heavy, but he can also fly, and he essentially turned this into like more of like a lucha libre match, where like they were doing like dives to the outside and lots of flips. But then as soon as he needed to turn it into like martial arts heavy, he just started kicking the shit out of Titan. And then hit him with a lovely um, flamingo driver. But yeah, go yeah. go go check out all of Speedball's stuff that he's done in Best of the Super Juniors because he's been smashing it at the moment. Oh, mm-hmm. I, actually, so I've just got I've just got the table in front of me. Um, so in A block, currently one and two are Leo Rush and Taiji Ishimori, and Speedball's number three. But it will come it will come down if they're all tying to. Like how they do against each other. So Leo's beaten Taiji Ishimori. Speedball hasn't faced either of them yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that's going to be quite a decisive thing. On on the other side on B block, it's really tight. So Robbie Eagles is top. Um he's four one at the moment. And then um Francesco Akira, Desperado, Clark Connors, and Master Master Watto and Yo are all three and two. But then Kanamaru, Dan Maloney, and Kevin Knight are all two and three. Yeah. And Bushi's 0 and 5, and he's got no fucking chance. Um, <laughs> so it is like that's a bit, that's a lot more tighter, but there's a real compelling sort of like top three going on at A block at the moment. Um, I'm, as I say, I'm not too sure when Speedball's facing Ishimori or Leo Rush, but they're the two matches I'd say that are the ones to watch out of that block. Fair. Um, yeah. Right. I think that uh, that's going to do us then. Um, coming back yeah. next week, we'll talk all about Big Gay Brunch. We'll um, we'll have more of Jay's yeah. updates from Best of Super Juniors. We'll, we'll be seeing who that's getting on to. And obviously, we should have an idea of what the final yeah, is. They, they, they the rattle, semis. They rattle through them, don't so, they? Like, real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, there's only, looking at that, there's only four matches left. And as I say, I think there's either one more day this week and then a break and then a, a block of three or there's two more days in the break, a break and a block of two. Um, and then there'll be the semis and the final midweek. 
Oh, sorry, there'll be the semis yeah. midweek and final of the weekend. If I'm not mistaken as well, I think next week will be our last podcast before double or nothing as well. So, Oh my God. Yes, yes, it will. Yeah. So we'll have to do some predictions and stuff as well for that or have a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we've got a we've got a double header of GCW at the weekend as well. They've got two God, stacked shows. Wrestling for wrestling Sneakers for, stop, for the please. week. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, right. That'd be nice. Yeah, so join us next week for all of the wrestling again forever. Um, yeah. yeah. Thanks for <laughs> listening, everyone. We'll uh, we'll see you later. Take care. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Hello, yes, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen has been summoned. You must love this podcast housing, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast housing. <laughs>